and welcome to the We'll Preach for Food podcast. My name is Doug. I work at Faith Lutheran Church in Shelton, Washington. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in today. You'll want to have a Bible handy and maybe a way to take some notes. We're all working to flatten the curve on the spread of this coronavirus, and that means just about every one of us is having to learn some new patterns, like, oh, I don't know, recording sermons on the internet, listening to sermons on the internet. So thanks for tuning in. By the way, also thanks again to Chaz, my production manager, and a shout out to the people of Faith Lutheran Church. We are still a church, we just don't have any on-site ministries or events taking place this time. Our topic today is the 23rd Psalm. I hope this podcast is helpful, informative, and encouraging for you. Let's pray. Shepherd me, O God, beyond my wants, beyond my fears, from death into life. Amen. Open your Bible to Psalm 23. The book of Psalms is the prayer book of the Bible, and other than the Lord's Prayer, the 23rd Psalm might might be the most well-known prayer in the Bible. Many of us learned it by heart growing up. I'm going to recite it in just a moment, and as I do so, you can close your eyes, or you can read it or recite it with me, or read it along in your own Bible. Note the similarities and the differences in the translation. Highlight the word or the phrase that catches your attention. Write a word or two in the margin describing what you hear and see. So a Psalm of David from the Revised Standard Version. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What was a word or a phrase that caught your attention? What feelings or thoughts does this passage evoke for you today? The first word that comes to mind for many of us is the word comfort. There is something about this psalm that produces or draws out of us calm, peace, faith, assurance, confidence. Now, some of it has to do with familiarity, right? The cadence, the words, they fill us with memories, recollections of a lifetime of worship and prayer. It's like coming home. Maybe you memorized it as a child, or, or the words were spoken at the funeral of a loved one, or it helped you through a difficult time in your own life. As I've served as a hospice chaplain and a pastor over the years, I've gone into countless rooms where someone was sick or dying, and, and just starting the phrase, the Lord is my shepherd, even, even folks with advanced dementia You can see a recognition in their eyes and in their face, and they begin to mumble the words or mouth the words along with me. There is something about this psalm. I think part of the power of this psalm is that it acknowledges both the struggle of our human life and the sovereignty and provision of God. You know, I think it also helps that it's relatively short as far as Bible passages go. 
But the phrase, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, is profound. When I read this, I think, you know, David gets it. (laughs) Life is hard and scary sometimes. It's the human condition to find ourselves walking through that valley of the shadow of death. Sometimes it has to do with our mortality, grieving a death, a loved one in hospice care, facing an upcoming surgery or cancer treatment. Sometimes it's just a season of dis-ease or disruption. I don't know, like maybe the threat of a worldwide pandemic. In the Hebrew language, this phrase, valley of the shadow of death, can refer to death and grief, but also fear, uncertainty, and the lack of control. It refers to when we're not really sure where we're going. We're in the dark, and that makes us mad or anxious or afraid. So here's the crazy thing, too. Just because there's a pandemic going on doesn't mean all our other concerns go away, right? In fact, the heightened anxiety we have due to the virus actually decreases our capacity to make decisions about all the other stuff. Relationships, faith, health, addictions. I mean, it's easy to criticize people who are buying up all the toilet paper, but the truth is that we're all doing the best we can. We're anxious. And when we're anxious, it's hard to think clearly and act rationally. When I worked as a hospice chaplain, one of the most important functions I had was simply to lower anxiety levels in the patient or in the room or, or with members of the family. The lower the anxiety, the higher the capacity to face challenges and changes. So what do we do when we are anxious or needing support? Many of us, our solution is to go to church or have coffee with a friend. But wait, we're not supposed to do any of that these days. And so we experience even higher levels of anxiety and our coping resources are fewer. This really is uncharted territory. Though we walk through the darkest valley, we fear no evil, the psalm says, Because God is like a shepherd. In fact, God is my shepherd, our shepherd, David says. And because of that, we lack nothing, we fear not, we're never alone. The faithfulness of God is the source of our hope, confidence, and strength. Now, my ranching and farming friends always cringe whenever I try to use images like this when I am a hopelessly naive pastor's kid who grew up in suburbs. But let's work with this shepherd thing just a little bit. This psalm is attributed to a real live guy, a historical figure named David. The Bible says that he grew up tending sheep out in the hill country. He learned how much he learned how much the sheep relied on him to protect them, lead them, rescue and comfort them when they got in trouble. When David became king, he understood that he was now to be a shepherd for the people. As king, he was to protect the people of Israel, lead them, even rescue and comfort them. The account of how God chose David to be king is in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 1 through 7. And it implies that it's David's shepherd heart that was the basis for his selection. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7 says that people look at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. The prophet Ezekiel would later articulate God's own shepherd heart. Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 11 through 16. 
For this is what the sovereign God says. I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. I will look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they're scattered on the day of clouds and darkness. I will tend my sheep and have them lie down. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak, says the Lord. I will shepherd the flock with justice. So then in the New Testament, Jesus, the Son of God, the Son of David, Jesus takes up the mantle of the Good Shepherd in his ministry. He takes the image of shepherd even one step further. I am the Good Shepherd, Jesus says in the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 11. And the Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He is the Good Shepherd who knows his sheep and they know him. And he lays down his life for the sake of the protection, provision, comfort, and healing of his sheep. Jesus dies on the cross to demonstrate God's shepherd heart for you. It is my prayer this week that you can take comfort in this psalm. God shepherds you. God knows your needs and fears. God is with you in the darkest valleys and no matter what's going on around you, you are held in the presence of God and will dwell in the house of the Good Shepherd forever. Can you trust that today? Can you live in that kind of hope? Probably not. But it isn't up to you or me to muster up the faith. This is also a gift from the Good Shepherd. So we pray, come Holy Spirit, Spirit of the Shepherd, Help us to trust in you, to find comfort and strength in your provision, in your protection, in your leading, and in your healing touch. Amen. Life is hard. God is faithful. I offer six final reflections and applications of Psalm 23 for you this week. The first is that God is my shepherd. I lack nothing. In an era of hoarding toilet paper, voluntary distancing, and sagging markets, remember that everything we have and need comes from God. It doesn't mean we get to avoid the valleys and the dark times and long lines at Costco. It doesn't mean we're immune to disease or anxiety. It just means that God's got this. Remember the old song, He's got the whole world in His hands. Second, God makes me lie down in green pastures. The psalm says that God makes me lie down in green pastures. Am I the only one who tends to push too hard sometimes to fill my schedules uh, so that I can feel needed or worthwhile? Maybe it's not all bad that the pandemic is forcing us all to change our routines and slow down. I don't want to get into tricky theological waters about the wrath of God or punishment here. But God does command us to honor the Sabbath, to take time to rest and worship, even to allow the land and the waters to rest. And if we don't honor the Sabbath, the Bible tells us, don't be surprised if God Sabbaths us. Maybe we are being Sabbathed right now. <laughs> Maybe the Good Shepherd is making us lie down in green pastures beside still water to restore our souls. Let's use this time to Sabbath, to rest, worship, bake cookies, take walks, make love, and draw pictures. Third, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thank God for those who are on the front lines of this pandemic. Let's support and pray 
for our leaders, first responders, healthcare professionals, grocery clerks. These are gifts from God. These people are gifts from God sent to comfort and guide us. Number four, you have anointed my head with oil. To be anointed means to be chosen, set apart for God's work. We as a congregation may not gather publicly, but we're still the church. Each one of us is a chaplain. Our homes are campuses of Faith Lutheran Church. Think about how each one of us can lower anxiety levels in the people around us. Who needs a phone call, a wellness check, a good laugh for a heartfelt prayer? Let's continue to be the church. Let's imitate the shepherd's heart, protecting, providing, leading, and healing our neighbors in need at the appropriate social distance, of course. (laughs) Number five, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. I say this about every week, but it cannot be overstated. Be kind. Let goodness and mercy follow us. Maybe even let them catch up to us. Think about goodness as grace, the things that we can do for other people to help them. Think about mercy as space. Opportunities to forgive, to let go, to be patient, to be understanding, to not insist on our own way. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. We have nothing better to do. The sixth piece that I want to leave you with is a blessing from Scripture. It's from Hebrews chapter 13, verses 20 and 21. May the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, equip us with everything good that we may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's We'll Preach for Food podcast. You can access other episodes through the website www.faithshelton.org. Don't forget to like the podcast, and while you're at it, post a comment about what you learned or how we can make this podcast more gooder. Pretty soon you'll be able to subscribe, and by next week, I think I'll even know what that means. The church website also has links to music, to prayer, readings, Sunday school materials connected to today's podcast. Um, Copies of the message are also available at the church or via email. May God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine on you and God's grace overflow in you. May God's favor rest on you and give you the peace that passes all understanding. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen.